this episode comes with a very serious warning. Once you start growing dahlias, you may very well become addicted. And for that, we will not take any responsibility. And on that note, hello, Bloom Buddies. I don't know where that came from. That's new. Welcome back to Let's Grow Girls, where boys are also allowed. Uh, So today I actually don't have a co-host. Did you know that, Nicole? Really? No, you are my guest. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't wasn't prepared for that one. Yeah, did you think I was firing you? I don't know what you were going to do. A coup. (laughs) (laughs) We're only only two episodes in and I'm already sacked. You're out. It's not good enough. So today we we are interviewing one of our own. Nicole about dailies because she happens to be uh I mean you're all right you're all right at dailies <laughs> thank you <laughs> that's very serious you're welcome <laughs> uh I do though I want to test your knowledge you might have grown many of them but I think I know some things about dailies you don't starting with okay and it's a pop quiz oh with I one like question quiz. Um, <laughs> try me can you name the one well maybe there are more royals but the one royal that the internet knows loves dahlias well a, a royal mm-hmm. well I know you told me that Prince Edward likes them after your recent visit he does actually yeah but not him try again Um, narrow it down for me a bit more what kind of royal a dead Oh, a dead one. Yeah. Um, male or female? Uh, female. I don't know why I had to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> male or female? Female, mm. female. Um, dead female. I'm going to go with Queen Victoria. Ding, ding, ding. But I don't think that counts. You don't get your point because I think you read my notes. <laughs> it was the process of elimination. How many famous dead female royals are there that is true and so um dahlias were very popular wedding flowers in the victorian era because queen victoria loved them and in that era they were a symbol of commitment and everlasting union and that is quite ironic because once you start growing one that is an everlasting union (laughs) you're gonna have that tuba forever (laughs) or the addiction i should say yeah that is true And the other fact I've got, but people will probably know this, is that did you know you can eat them? I did, but only because I once saw somebody on Instagram whose dog was eating a tuber, dug it up and eaten it. And um, actually they posted it and said not to be worried because the the whole thing's edible. Apparently though, did you know what they taste like? No, I don't. I haven't tried one myself. According to the internet, the place where I source all of my facts, so obviously they're Very reliable. Yeah, very, very reliable. Apparently, they taste like a cross between carrot, celery and potatoes. I mean, that doesn't sound awful to me. That does not sound awful. Do you want to... Should we dish them up for dinner sometime? Should we do baked (laughs) dailies? Baked dahlias. Mm-mm. Is that how you'd cook them, I guess? Bit of salt, bit of pepper, bit of oil, bacon? Roasted? Yeah, roasted. Who, who knows? Well, maybe we, that. maybe that's the next job for uh, your next internet search. 
How to cook them, yeah. I'll How find to out. cook a dahlia. And on I that, know you can eat their petals, though, as well. They're apparently meant to be quite pretty, sprinkled into a salad or something like that. So maybe that's the best way to to foray into that type of thing. Yeah, but I've heard just because you can doesn't mean you should. Apparently they taste horrible. Yeah, just because you can doesn't mean you should. I am a firm should. believer in that. Maybe we'll um, park that one. Mm-hmm. So on that note, um, how are your dahlias doing? Um, well, it is coming towards the end of the season. We're right at the end of October now and they've slowed down. They aren't looking their best. I've got some thin stems. Ooh. I'm getting a bit of fasciation, I think is how you pronounce oh, it. Oh, God. Put when your dictionary the... away. <laughs> it's a good word, that, that isn't is it? Really good. Um, it's when like the heads go a bit deformed and creepy looking um and that that's a type of deformity that dahlias get when they don't like the weather ah wow i think other plants get it as well but it it's always looks quite like quite stunning in a dahlia mm. because they're so unusual looking to start with so like, mm. I've, i had um one of the jowy morellas the other day that had like almost a double pollen head in it and it looked like just so weird to me and somebody messaged me and said it looked like a chicken head wow (laughs) they've got some funny chickens over there yep so they do take on a bit of a weird look to them when they're unhappy with the weather but yeah i mean that's bad for that person's chickens sorry we just brushed over that because i saw a picture (laughs) of that flower that did not look like a chicken no i think it means like one of those bantam chickens Ah. i think is that how you call them you know with the big fluffy heads but um apart from that i actually have quite a few flowers but quite a few Nicole you've got them coming out of your ear holes (laughs) I have been quite lucky with them I do I have been getting a lot of messages about how I've got so many so late and I think it's because they bloomed so late yep well they a lot of people have had that whereas because I'm quite northerly here it's been very cold and wet pretty much all summer um so mine haven't really done anything and now they're definitely doing nothing so yeah, they do sulk a bit in yeah. those types of climates, not but happy. they they did bloom ever so late this year. And I think if you've got dahlias that are blooming like in June and July, they often run out of puff towards now. Whereas mine didn't start really getting a move on until mid August, so mm. they still got a lot of a lot of umph in them, even though they're not at their optimum um, performance in terms of like the stems i've got really soft stems i've got quite a few plants that are a bit <laughs> bobble headed i've snapped a couple when i've been stop laughing i snapped sorry. a couple when i've been arranging because they just haven't like been grabbed like that mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay so on to the serious topic i'm sorry i shouldn't giggle um so the weather's cold here i mean it's been cold all summer and my dahlias have have are definitely hibernating we haven't had a hard frost yet so they're still alive should i cut them now or do i wait for them to freeze well that's entirely up to you really so lots of people leave them like right till the literal bitter end because they want the flowers and Mm. the frost does kill them but you know there's places like australia and South Africa that never really get a frost so they just cut them down like when they run out of 
steam when there's mm. when they're not producing as many flowers so because the tubers really do need a rest over the winter period so if, if you want to beat the cold and cut them now then by all means go ahead mm. it, it it and it looks so horrific when they get essentially like burnt by frost they almost look like they've been in a fire they go totally black and it's quite dramatic and they, then they go a bit soggy and awful mm. so if you want to beat all of that and you don't mind being without flowers then just chop them down now and you can get a head start i always think the one the ones that have been touched by frost they kind of remind me of me when i get really cold because <laughs> i'm the same i go black and I, I just i like no longer cooperate with anything or anyone like if i get really cold i'm like no I, I honestly i can't say any words other than i'm cold so if like i went out walking last year in the mountains in the winter and all i could say was i'm cold i'm cold <laughs> and i feel like that's what they're doing they're like i'm cold i'm cold well maybe what happens to you is what happens to the dahlias that it's like once they freeze, the molecules in them can't go back to being what they were. It like changes the that's structure me, yeah. of the inside of the leaf. So mm. maybe that's just what happens to you. You get yeah. the get the frost, and that's it. Can't go back to being normal, Sarah. No, no, I can't. I just, I oh, it's bad. So I've, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna chop mine down. I think because mine aren't doing anything anyway. So I might as well get a head start. That's my thinking. So I'm going to cut them down. It does have its benefits. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Just like, because they're sitting there making me feel stressed because I know I've got to dig them up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you could do them in in bits. You don't have to Mm. do them completely in one go. And um, you're going to get a head start because digging them up when it starts to freeze, like you're cold doing it. So why not? Why not get a head start? So talk me through the options, guest Nicole. Um... Do I, can I, should I leave them in the ground? Do I dig them up? So a lot comes down to where you are and what your kind of soil conditions are like. So if you're northerly and wet like you are, then I'd mm. say digging up is a must because, oh, yeah. like, you know, we were just having this conversation about tubers being a bit like potatoes. Well, mm. if you think about, like, if you let a potato go wet and soggy, it would just turn into mash, essentially, wouldn't it? Um, And that's what will happen with your tubers if you let them get too wet and soggy in the ground. So if you've got, um, if you get real wet, miserable winters where your ground actually freezes, then leaving them in the ground is not the one for you. But if you get like a mild bit of rain, not too much frost type of winter, like I'm in Cambridgeshire, we don't suffer too much with that. I could leave them in the ground if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. If you were going to do that, I'd mulch them um, yeah. just to protect them a little bit. You could put even like bark over the top or or something like that, but just, um, you know, just something to protect them. But also if you, some people like have quite floody gardens or floody allotments in the winter months. And again, if that happens, leaving them in the ground is not the one for you dig them up do you have um do you have digger land where you live um i've heard of it i don't have children so uh, oh neither do i what are you trying to say <laughs> i grew up near a digger land so sorry that's a tangent uh so what other reasons would you dig them up are there other ones um, well it depends like if you've got 
a lot of tubers, you might want to dig them up to see how big they're getting. Mm. Um, if you want to like expand your dahlia patch, you might want to divide the dahlias. Mm. Or if you've got like a really precious variety of dahlia, so there's some mm-hmm. that are a nightmare to get hold of, and you might want to dig those up to protect them because with the best will in the world you might not think it's going to flood or frost too hard or whatever but sometimes these things happen that are beyond your control and you could end up losing a couple of tubers and sod's law says it's going to be that one that your granddad gave you or that one that you paid oh. 25 pounds for at you know at a god flower show or something so imagine how devil you'd be well exactly well. so dig up the precious ones even if you want to go like half and half leave some in the ground dig some up mm. don't leave granddad's daily in the ground don't do it don't do it uh so right so let's say you know devil's advocate we're digging them up because most people i think probably won't want to risk it i know i'm not willing to risk it Especially because one of mine actually already rotted in the yeah. ground. It didn't even flower. It just rotted. That's how wet it is here. It's and also, if you've got an so allotment, like I do, often you want to use that ground in the non-dahlia months for something else. So where the dahlias are at the mm. moment, I'm using to grow tulips. So I, I need to whip them out mm-hmm. of the ground to get those bulbs in. Quick turnaround, quick turnaround. Uh, so then I think we're on to dividing. and Is that the next... I think that's the next, that's a good segue. That's definitely the next step once you've dug them up. Yeah. To divide or not to divide. Mm. That's the question. I think it's a scary thing to do <laughs> because they're like, mm. they look so alien, don't they, when they come up? All those little yeah. sausagey fingers. I know. Well, that's what I was going to say. And then there's the other question that I always have is... Because obviously we all follow lots of people, flowery people on the internet, obviously. And um, a lot of the Americans, when they divide up, they divide into one individual (laughs) sausage, (laughs) you might say. You know, like one sausage with a little eye. Because I know when you buy them as well, so when you buy tubers in America, you just get one... (laughs) one sausage with, um, with an eye on and you grow from that. Whereas here... In the UK, when you order, you mostly get a small clump. And so my thing is, do you do you when we divide, do you want to get as many as you can, or do you want a few bigger clumps? I mean, it is up to you because I think the, a lot of the ones that we see in America and Australia doing that, the ones you're probably seeing who are doing the dividing aren't really like your average home grower. They're more like mm. people who are trying to sell a few tubers, so cutting them into yeah. one sausage as you so eloquently called them um, <laughs> means that you are welcome <laughs> means that you're going to get like maximum return for your investment because mm. you can still keep one sausage and um, sell the rest of them <laughs> um, but I think you need to stop saying <laughs> they're actually called tubers for those people who don't I know that the tubers are like the bulbous bit and then you've got the neck where the eyes usually live so it's not um and then their collective thing is a clump a clump of tubers Mm. which um i had a one of our garden volunteers called them wrinkly fingers (laughs) (laughs) i think it's um different people have different like little names to them I, i sometimes i call them fingers i feel a bit rude calling them a sausage but 
I thought you were going to say you felt rude calling them a finger. <laughs> so, right. So, if you've got lots of space then, so because I'm expanding next year, just a little humble brag there, um, and I want to grow a lot more dahlias, so I'm thinking of cutting them up into smaller sections if I'm brave enough so that I can have as many as possible. Yeah, so That's definitely, definitely do that. But, I mean, if you're just a, a home grower and you don't want to you're scared of, of cutting them up then there's lots of resources on the internet for you to have a look at how to divide them it's obviously a bit hard to explain on the podcast but I'll share mm. some in my stories and then I'll definitely share some on the let's grow girls account too so that um you can see how it's done but I would also highly recommend looking at Santa Cruz dahlias she's got some amazing oh, IGTVs yeah. that show you how she to cut is the dahlia lady she's she's got a wealth of knowledge on dahlias i mean she's been mm. doing it for years she just released that book on breeding which i am sorely tempted to try next year i know um i really want to buy it i i, I think i'm going to i think it's worth the investment mm, me too i want to have a play mm. you know i've grown dahlias for a few years now i think like trying to make my own one might be the next step but if you've got a bit more space next year then you could have like a little dahlia seedling patch I guess my question would be, do you think the like productivity of the plants would be affected if you had smaller clumps? Absolutely not, because if you think about it for two reasons, like A, you've obviously seen them on the internet, these massive growers have got luscious mm. looking fields of dahlias. But also That is true. Yeah, but yeah. also if you've ever done a cutting or bought a cutting, you mm. know, somewhere like Halls of Hedden in the UK, they only sell cuttings. And people get amazing, mm. amazing plants and blooms from those. So I, I, I honestly don't think it makes that much yeah, difference. Yeah, some plant farmers only do, like, they just get tons of cuttings in in the spring. That's all they do. Exactly. So I don't think it makes yeah. that much difference. But why would you cut them into individual tubers like that if you didn't want to grow another 20 plants so don't feel like you have to cut them you could cut them into half or quarters you know depending on how many tubers come up when you dig the Mm. plant up you might just want to double up and how (laughs) brave you're feeling because you are going to need a really sharp pair of snips to do it and that's another one of the reasons i suggest to have a look at christine at santa cruz dahlias because she she shows you like actually doing it cutting through the tubers and you do need to be a bit brutal but the kind of key is to find the eyes Mm. and I haven't actually divided one yet I feel like I have because I've watched so many videos about it but I think I'm gonna drink wine before I do it just really mind your fingers if you're drinking wine before cutting what are you trying to say about me and my (laughs) my dexterous hands how dare you those those sausages are slippery once you've um, cleaned them up (laughs) <laughs> those wrinkly those wrinkly fingers oh. oh well because once you've dug them up if you're going to divide them and i mean i'd recommend this even if you don't want to divide them is mm. you're going to need to wash them down that's yeah. like the the ultimate rubbish job for yeah. any daily get something on that mm. you don't mind getting covered in mud get that power setting on the hose and just blast them down as best as you can it is a disgusting job Mm. and i made such a mess doing it last year but it's you you have to do it if you want to cut them because you need to be able to see the eyes and where you're cutting Mm. also you don't know what's 
living in those so at this time of the year when it what? starts getting wetter like slugs are laying their eggs oh no don't say that oh, but no. what you don't want to happen is to leave the mud on <gasps> and then you store them and then oh. those little slug eggs become great big fat slugs and they, oh. they scoff your tubers but now I'm worried Nuh-uh. I might touch one I might touch a slug while I'm trying to wash it off and that just <laughs> that's no, what the hose no. is for you know I once um so my mum is a very chill woman and she has slugs that come in and out every evening in her house because she can't figure out how they're coming and going. Into the house? Yeah, so they you find the trails in the morning, but you never find the slugs, nor their exit and entry point. Oh, and wow. And I was uh, staying at her house, and she's got one downstairs bathroom. It's like an old council house. And I... Um, and I was like walking to the bathroom at two in the morning, didn't turn oh, no. the light oh, on. Oh no, yeah. oh no. My foot slapped on a slug. Oh. And I've had nightmares about it ever since. I just, oh. it's, uh, my blood's just run cold at yeah. the thought of that. It was like my bare flesh, the slug's bare flesh. Oh, I'll slugs never forget it. are no one's friend. No. I know that people say there's a, an ecosystem and all nah. of that. But I do not like slugs and I don't like snails either. So, mm. you know, you want, and you don't want them anywhere near your plants and you certainly don't want to be storing them with your plants. And you don't want to so... slap the feet with them. Oh, <laughs> it's horrible. And so, and, and the other thing as well that I would say to be careful about when you're um, dividing and washing, and that's only because I lost a few of my plants this spring to gall. That's how you say it, right? It is. Yeah. Um, so make sure you also wash your sharp implement between between wrinkly hands. Wrinkly fingers. Between, <laughs> between your tubers. Between your clumps. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely have like an anti-back spray yeah. or something or like a cup of bleach you can dip them in and out of mm. and then just wipe them so that they're they're dry in between. But yeah, you don't want to spread infection. Mm. And actually if you if you're a if you're a proper flower farmer you would actually be wiping your um snips between cutting each different plant so you're not spreading oh, any disease so i, I am a bit lazy that. when it comes to that but no. I, I mean i do have two separate sets of snips one for the roses and one for everything else because Ooh. of black black spot on roses oh so I, I only use one for that and one for everything else i try not to um con like mm black spots like a mold and you don't it travels in the air so you try not to spread it so i've got separate snips for those Mm. but yeah so you need a nice sharp pair of snips a steady hand and definitely watch some youtube videos on what daily eyes look like they're always always around the neck of the tuber so sometimes on the um tuber itself you get like these knobbly the sausage you do get these like (laughs) little knobbly bits and they're not eyes they're just like the formation of the tuber the eye is a distinct round shaped little lump on the (laughs) neck of the tuber that's how you know that's what that is very well explained (laughs) it's so hard to explain like without showing you so I've been thinking about this though you know when you're saying like we can't explain it on the podcast because it's like it's a very difficult thing to do via the medium of voice I was thinking we should do a like a blooper episode where we there could be wine involved 
where we drink wine and then try to explain something incredibly complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Just see how it goes. With voice only. Like flashcards. Yeah. We do it it on like a FaceTime and I'll hold up something and say, go. I know. Yeah, maybe. If you want to hear that, let, (laughs) let us know. So also when you're looking for the eyes... I would definitely like recommend digging up your dahlias, getting them clean the same mm. day if you can. Same and, day. Mm. Well, if you can, that is definitely preferential because the longer you leave it, the less prominent the eyes are and the mm. harder they'll be for you to see. Now, if you're like an experienced eye searcher outer, then you'll you'll be able to see them. So do it pronto, yeah. Yeah, get get those eyes when they're um, nice and prominent and then you it'd be easier for you to cut. But mm. I mean, even if you just like want to have a go, my first year of growing dahlias, I knew nothing about eyes or dividing and I actually just hacked a cafe Olay <laughs> tuber in half. I just what? literally just hacked With your bare hands, your teeth? How did you do it? <laughs> With the bread knife. <gasps> no. I don't recommend that to anybody because the serrated edge will do your dahlia more harm than not. Oh. Always use a, what did you, a smooth... Do you still have that bread knife? Did you put it back in the drawer? Well, I washed it. It went through the dishwasher <gasps> before I used it again. You use the you use the dahlia massacre <laughs> knife to, to cut your loaves. Who are you? Well, you know, needs must and all that. I don't have like an unlimited supply of bread knives to go around. Oh, I guess, but don't you think of that one time you tried to murder your precious daily tuber every time you, every time you chop yourself a sandwich? <laughs> and I slice bread. <laughs> then why do you have a bread knife? <laughs> so yeah, just give it a go, and and you know if you can bear to be uh, to desecrate your bread knife, no, don't seriously don't, don't do use that. A bread knife. That'd be bad. Don't use a bread knife. Use some very sharp, clean snips. That'll mm. make your life much easier. And if mm-hmm. you can, if you can track down the snips that are shaped more like a pair of scissors, you can get those online. They're really mm. handy because they'll give you more um, better grip when you're trying to um, cut. When you, I know the more stable, aren't they? When they, when you've got something to put your fingers into. So mm. well, and they also, um, if you already have old snips that are getting a bit blunt. You can buy snip sharpeners and you can also take them to like Timpsons, can't you? And get them sharpened up. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can get um, a stone or mm. um, I don't know what you call them. They're like a long, thin thing that you can use to sharpen your kitchen mm. knives as well. But I mean, I don't really get on with them. I think you can get them done so cheaply at key cutting places. Yeah. So it's definitely worth um, taking one and getting it done there because then they just, they're going to make it super sharp better than you could ever do yeah so now i'm going on to storage right that's where we're going next so yeah. we've 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 dug them we've washed them we've split them with your weird bread knife no don't do that <laughs> we've split them with our sharp snips um and so now I, how do we store them so i was thinking of putting mine in like banana crates and just putting them in the garage yeah, I mean, it, it depends on, like, what your garage situation's like. So the the key thing is we want to keep it dry and we want to mm-hmm. keep it cool mm. in kind of an ambient temperature. 
So a garage could work if you know that it stays like a cool, consistent temperature throughout winter. You know, some gar- garages are like real windy almost, aren't they? Because they're more like a carport or they mm. suffer from damp or that kind of thing. You don't want it to be anywhere where it's going to get moisture, basically, because that could oh. cause them to rot. Mm. But you also don't want to put them in a medium that's too absorbent. Because I've been seeing, um, I think it's Sarah's Cut Flowers on Instagram, who's not me, even though we're both called Sarah and we both grow cut flowers. Uh, she's an American and she put hers in sawdust and they, they draw the moisture out and they shriveled up. Yes, that does depend on your temperature. So I don't know, I, I don't follow her, so I don't know where her um, account, where she's based, but... Um, just harping back again to mm. Santa Cruz dahlias, they're in Santa Cruz, which is northern California, so their temperature's quite dry. Oh. She keeps hers in slightly moist peat moss mm-hmm. um, because, and the reason for that is because she's got that dry climate, she doesn't want to make them drier. Mm. So sawdust, if you're already in a real dry climate then that's not going to help but uh dream on sarah we ain't got that climate around here rude <laughs> so you I know can we dream, can all right <laughs> so we can kind of go for a little bit more of uh absorbent material so sawdust mm. could work but okay. i reckon it's a pretty expensive medium mm. could you reuse it though each year oh, I um don't know. I don't know. I've, I've I've not used sawdust mm. myself. I know it's a popular choice, but I mean, you could once you've decided where you're going to keep them. So I would say a spare room that's got the radiators off. You don't. Mm-hmm. You definitely don't want it to heat up in there, mm. or like you say, a dry, cool garage, or even like um, an understairs cupboard, depending on how many you've got. If you're lucky enough, or you're an American listener, you've probably got a basement. A basement's mm-hmm. an ideal place to keep them because it'll be cool, usually no radiators. Um, so definitely take advantage of that. A shed or a greenhouse is a massive no-no because their temperatures fluctuate so much, yep. even throughout winter. So you could make them too hot. Mm-hmm. Um, so once you've decided where you're putting them, then decide what to put them in. So mm-hmm. you can use your banana crate if you want. Um, I mean, a banana crate's... Are they um, breathable? Have they got a lid? I don't know. If They've I know got what holes. You know those like, you know in the supermarkets they have the like cardboard, like there's like a little cardboard tray with the little handles and the little oh, holes. Oh, the only thing I'd be worried about with those is the weight of the tubers taking mm-hmm. them down. You could be right there, yeah. Um, but I mean those um, mushroom tray things that I use, I've used those before lined Mm -hmm. in newspaper because even if you if you're not taking them down to individual sausages then um (laughs) inevitably you're not going to get all of the soil out if you're going to leave them as like one clump yeah and soil will come out if you don't line it with something so you know line it with some newspaper and then you can pop your tubers on top of that but you might want to do a little bit more than that just to make sure. I mean, I have done it that way when I've had less dahlias mm-hmm. and it has worked, but I have lost them that way as well. I think the better way to keep them is either um, a, a plastic box. I mean, so mm-hmm. you can buy those like just 
Wilco special clear plastic boxes or sometimes you can be lucky enough to get like those fancy ones that have got ventilation in the side Mm. because the ventilation is good because it's going to let out some of the moisture if Mm. there is any gathering in there this is sounding like a Goldilocks kind of thing because like it is a little you bit want the, you want the newspaper so there's not too much moisture like to try and hold some moisture in but then you need the ventilation to let the moisture out and it's like <laughs> it's dry but it's too dry and it's moist it's too moist it's tough it, it is tough and I mean I feel like we're going to be putting people off digging them up maybe but no 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 definitely I dig think them you, up. Ju- you just got to try it the way I'm going to do it this year is I've got my plastic Wilco boxes Mm-hmm. I am trying to be more eco-friendly, so I'm going to individually wrap the tubers because I am going to try and cut some of mine into singles, mm-hmm. and I'm going to wrap them in newspaper. So Ooh. I've seen in America a lot of people wrapping them in cling film or Ooh. saran wrap, as they call it over there. Freaks um, me out. What's saran? That's what they call cling film in America. No, but, no, I know, but what is it? What is saran? Who's or who's saran? There we go. Because. <laughs> Any Americans listening, why yeah. is it called saran wrap? What is saran? DM us. Yeah, because cling film, it says what it does on the tin, you know? It clings. It's film. So, <laughs> we'd love to know. Um, but yeah, so I am not in the habit of using that much plastic. So, mm-hmm. I am going to use a newspaper to wrap mine. A bit mm. more eco-friendly. And my dad gets the paper every weekend. So, I've already asked him to store some of those up for me. Um, I'm just going to wrap them because that's going to help with any excess moisture. And then I'm yep. going to pop them in a um, container. So it mm-hmm. depends like how many I get from each tuber because I might be able to, if I've got some smaller boxes, I might be able to put like one variety in one box. But mm-hmm. if you don't do that, what you can always do is attach tags to the tubers. This year I have bought, they're called loop lock labels bit of a tongue twister um but i bought them from ebay and they're a bit like they look a little bit like um you know when you queue up at the um airport at the at the desk for check-in and they give you those um fancy like british airways luggage label tags that you can write on yourself and attach to your hand luggage oh yeah and, and then they, 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 they kind of loop through mm. yeah i bought some special plant ones of those they're plastic and they come on a roll um but yeah because then they can cling to the tuber and they'll be useful mm. when you're digging them up as well because inevitably when you dig them up they're going to be this massive clump of tubers hopefully mm. and um, if you attach one of those labels to them straight away when you're chucking them in whatever you're using them to take them back up to the the house then um the label won't go missing i've seen as well some americans write on them with a sharpie so like oh yeah you, you can yeah. do that but you can't do that when you dig them up no but when you've got them into their individual sausages and they're nice and clean. You could you could write on each one. Yeah, well. get the sharpie on them. Yeah. That, that's that's a, a great idea. Mm, and then you, you've got you yeah you've got no way of losing a label. Then it's written yeah. on them. And I saw someone I can't remember who on Instagram. I follow too many people now, but she when she dug all of hers up, she could see the old name on the mother tuber still. So she knew what all of hers was because it still had the name written on it. Oh wow, that mm. is quite quite interesting, and cool. I mean that is going to save you a fortune in in labels potentially, depending how many how many you've got. Yeah, 
I wonder if they used a special pen. Who knows? Who knows? I definitely have seen them using Sharpies to do that. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm probably going to do newspaper. Um, and because I don't really... This could be controversial, but I'm not that attached to the ones I had this year. I didn't love any of them, really. Well, so it was your first year growing, wasn't it? So, yeah. you know, you just had a bit of fun with them. And if you don't yeah. if you don't like them, you don't like them. I mean, I'm culling a few myself this year that I haven't been mm. wild about. Mm. Well, I think there was only like... So I had 30 and there was only two, really, that I loved. Oh, which ones were they? Um, Mr. Lila and Cabana Banana. <laughs> They were both fam flower purchases, and I love them both dearly. Uh, and but luckily, so all of the dahlias were not bought with my money; they were bought with um, army money because it was an army project, uh, my cut flower garden. So I don't feel too bad about it. Um, and so they're all they're all technically property of the British Army, which I think is hilarious. Uh, so we're going to store them and then split them up and fill the whole cut flower garden with dahlias. I think. Yeah, I think that'll be be lovely. Make the mm. most of the ones you've got, and then on your new patch, um, my little separate your patch, new separate yep. patch, then you can put in the ones you really love. Because now you've had a year of growing, you you've seen them like in real life for yourself. You know which shapes you like, which ones you don't, mm. and this time of year is a good time of year to make those decisions. Because if you are digging them up, and you've got limited space, everyone has limited space. Nobody's got unlimited mm-hmm. space. If, they, if if you're one of these lucky people with acres and acres, then um, that, that give me give me an acre. Um, but then it isn't unlimited though, because you know you've only got so many hours in the day. True, that that's another point. You know, most of us mm. flower farmers and most people listening to this are not actual flower farmers. We're not real flower farmers. We're just you know. Just, I just wish I was. It's just a side yeah. hustle, really. Maybe one day we'll be proper flower farmers. The dream. Um, Could you imagine? the actual dream the actual dream yeah um when i grow up i want to be erin of florid i thought you were gonna sing when i grow up (laughs) (laughs) i want to be famous (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to be a pussycat doll when i grow up that's for sure no you just want to be florette i just want to be erin from florette she's living the dream um we do daily talk about how much we love her that is a thing absolutely obsessed with that i mean i still can't get over oh i haven't told you lovely listeners this i made the top 100 for the florette scholarship this Woo-hoo! year so um that meant that erin read my application herself with her real eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> that was super exciting i know she uh she knows who i am maybe who knows i'm the army flower lady that's me well, I think that's that's something definitely to be proud of. I know, I'm so excited. But on the topic of other exciting things, I had this idea and I thought I'd run it past you and everyone listening. And cause, so I've got all these dahlias that I don't love and we do not have room to grow them all here, that's for sure. I thought it might be a cool idea to start a little Facebook group and I thought we could have a little uh, a little dahlia swap. What do you think? I think... I think that would be really fun. I mean, mm. I know I've got ones that I don't love. And usually the ones I don't love are because they're not great cut flowers. And I know that this podcast is all about cut flowers. But sometimes mm. people want a dahlia for the garden. One that looks yeah. beautiful in the border, but doesn't last so well in a vase. And so, mm. I mean, I've got maybe 15 of those this year. 
Well, and I've got ones that um, just don't suit the cold uh, weather here. So, like, um, I had my love, which is a white dahlia, which you had as well. And yours were incredible, and mine were terrible just because they weren't happy with how soggy it was. Yeah, I think my love's really like the nice weather. And it was the same with mm. Cafe Olay for you. I can't believe you told me that oh, yeah. she didn't do, you don't like her because she didn't do well in your yeah. weather. Yeah, well, she did all right. But A, she wasn't very pink. She was just sort of beige. And then she also was very downward facing. So I couldn't really get her in any arrangements because she just looked really sad on the edge. Just like hunched over. Mm. but I mean that is a reason to potentially join this Facebook group that doesn't exist yet I will be getting rid of two at least two cafe au lait's. well if we do that Facebook group we will definitely post it on the Let's Grow Girls podcast Instagram page so yep. Yep. make sure you're following and we will let you know if and when we do it and also Nicole will not be allowed to bagsy those two cafe au lait's, just so everyone knows <laughs> I've got seven of my own <laughs> but you know you want more that's why i'm dividing there we go i think that's about it have we covered all the have we covered all the hot daily topics um yeah i mean the one thing that i'm just gonna get out there is that if you if you want to do it just get stuck in get those wellies on yeah. get down there get them dug put up put your walking trousers on yeah, not. I mean, there's no right or wrong way to do it, and and that's what we really want to get across in this podcast. That there's no um, right or wrong way to do things. If you speak to some of the old um, old school gardeners, you know they're very particular about the rules of doing it this way or that way. Mm. My way is just try it and find out what's the worst that's going to happen. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, Nicole hacked one of hers in half with a bread knife, and here she is. So. And I got two cafe au lait plants out of that. There we go. Out of sheer luck. So there is no right sheer or luck. wrong way to do it. Just get stuck in and and I mean I think we're gonna probably say that on every episode. Get stuck in. It's it's the way to garden. Have fun. You can only learn by doing. Exactly. And it's you've got to have fun whilst you're gardening. You want, you know, the flowers are you know, definitely the best bit about gardening. Absolutely having those oh, yeah. flowers. But for me it's the process as well. I love having a go, trying something new, doing something different. So even if you don't want to do it with all of your dahlias, pick the one you like the least and try and divide it. Get your bread knife out, murder it. (laughs) 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 But have a bit of fun, just give it a go, make a mess. We've all done it. Yeah. And see what happens. And chances are they'll probably survive. And even if you kill them... You can buy more. What a shame. How will you survive? Get some new ones. Thank you for being my guest, Nicole. That has been my absolute pleasure. I'll let you know whether you're invited back for the next episode. <laughs> Am I allowed to come back next week? I haven't decided yet, actually. Who's going to laugh at your dad jokes if I don't come back? <laughs> Me. <laughs> so on that note, thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this um, this, this little episode about dahlias. We've got a lot more to cover on dahlias. Um, I get asked lots of questions every day about the types and where to buy them from and what to do with them next year. And and we will definitely do more episodes on dahlias for you. But this was just about digging, dividing and storing. So hopefully you Mm. found it really useful. We'll try and follow it up with some stories and posts on our account. 
and if you do have any more questions then just um, put drop a note on our latest post about this episode and we'll try and get back to you a font of knowledge nicole is <laughs> she's your woman ask her anything right so we'll see you next week we are back next week uh what's our next episode nicole sweet peas Ooh, sweet peas we're covering all the big ones aren't we i'm so excited for the sweet pea episode because we've got a good guest Ooh, and this one's your guest as well i feel like each of us is the most excited about their own guest <laughs> i mean it's definitely a better guest than this week's guest oh don't put yourself down <laughs> i was waiting for that thank you so join us next flower friday for sweet peas because it's not too late is it, it nicole it's not you can definitely listen to our podcast when we publish it on friday and get planting straight afterwards uh, flower friday <laughs> you can definitely listen to it on flower friday thank you thank you i'm the host around here i'll have you know <laughs> we've got a, a really exciting guest a total legend in the sweet pea world so they are mm. going to come armed with lots of tips how of how to get the most out of your sweet peas so definitely tune in on flower friday next week and um then you can get planting your sweet peas on the weekend nicole tells me i've got to remind you all uh apparently this is my job um if you've liked listening to us natter about flowers we would love it if you left us a nice review if you listen on apple apparently you can't do it on spotify but we still appreciate you spotify people uh and you can also subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts and then you will be notified every friday of our new episode and you'll get notified before the instagram people will so there we go and on that note we'll say goodbye and we'll chat to you next week bye adios So long, farewell, I feel the same goodnight. If you can tell me the next line, I'll pay you money. Is that not the next line? <laughs> oh, you're funny.